When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Soul of Business with Blaine Bartlett. I am your host, Blaine Bartlett. And folks, um, internal guidance systems. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll oftentimes talk about yeah, you know the, the, the clients that I'm working with, particularly uh, executives in leadership roles. How do you know what to do when you don't know what to do? That question is an interesting question to explore, and I have got just the person to unbundle that question with today. Uh, I have known um, this uh, woman. Oh gosh, is that how long has it been? It's been at least. 12 years? At least 12, yeah. At least 10, 12 years, something like that. Uh, Zen Cryer uh, DeBrook is a member of the Transformational Leadership Council with me. Um, I've known her, like I said, about 12 years. She is a dear, dear friend. And she is also an exceptional resource in terms of navigating perturbation, uncertainty, change, disruption, you know, you kind of fill in the blank, you kind of get a sense of where I'm going. Um, she has uh, founded and run an incredibly large organization that uh, had, you know, it, it's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, troubles back uh, at the dot-com bust um, in the late 90s. Um, she's been very successful in a lot of different domains, but mostly in answering this question, how do you know what to do when you don't know what to do? So I want to have you guys welcome Zen Cryer to Brooke. And Zen, I love that you said yes to being on the show. Oh, Blaine, I'm so happy to be here. It was so exciting when you came through my media channel and for booking. And I was like, I know him. It was so great. I'm so, I love you. And you have just been a wealth of wisdom for me over the years. And so I'm so honored to be here with you. Well, uh, the, the mutual admiration society will continue for the next half hour here. <laughs> I guarantee it. Um, typically, I'll ask a question, and I think this will open up a conversation around you know, what you call the IGS, the internal guidance system here. Uh, but when you hear the term, the soul of business, what does that bring up for you? You know, for me, I truly believe that if business is done right, that it can dramatically changed the world in a very fast manner. I was a part of the dot-com internet era starting in 1996. I got involved and I just watched the world change in a blink of an eye and we have that capacity. Um, the soul of business for me is the people that are in it that, and we have a lot of issues around, there's a constructed belief system about how business has to be run that limits us from putting our hearts and our desires and vision of what the world could be into the business. You know, we talk about shareholders or these limitations that we put in our, around ourselves. With using the internal guidance system, we can remove those and we can begin to be an extraordinary contribution to the world and the people and, and the earth. And so 
that's what it means to me. It means to get rid of the constructs that are limiting us to use business to create harmony and heaven on earth here. And I do believe it's possible. Uh, I love that. Yeah, because you know, I love it because it's so consistent with my belief too. But <laughs> you developed, and correct me if I'm wrong here, this is my language for it, but yeah, you developed the model, the internal guidance system as a consequence of what you went through with your firm when it you know, crashed into the shoals of you know, the dot-com bust and, and everything went upside down. In the work I do with leaders, uh, I, I talk a lot about awareness, about when you're noticing what you're noticing. And one of the ways that I've come to define awareness is that it is the noticing of where my access to the spirit that moves to and through me, moves to and through us as an organization is either accessed or blocked. And it's that noticing where that access point is either you know, opened or closed that comes into play here. As an analog to your IGS, your internal guidance system, is that a fair description yes. in my terms about what it is that you've actually developed and actually codified? Yeah, well, um, let me let me share. Yeah. So it happened before I built my company. Okay. Um, I had a really traumatic childhood, chaotic parents doing silly things like divorcing and marrying best friends and all that kind of stuff. And I came out the gate as a high school dropout because I left, I emancipated myself and left to go work. I got a job at Disneyland and um, that didn't work out as well I wanted to, but I came out the gate really angry and I was sabotaging my life. And someone gave me an, a, a cassette tape from Abraham Hicks because they wanted me to know about the law of attraction that I was creating my reality. And on this tape, which I listened to so many times before it got through my thick skull, they talked about the internal guidance system. And what, what they said was, when you're constricted inside, and I see it as a lump in the throat, a tightness in the chest, or a sick feeling in the solar plexus, that means you're out of alignment and you're creating something that is gonna bring you unhappiness and, and take you away from success. And when this is released and it's open, you're going towards in alignment and towards success. And it's always related to what you're thinking, nothing on the outside of you. So I struggled because, let me give you an example. What Do you know what color a yield sign is? Yellow. Yes. Okay. It's actually red and white. The Congress changed it in 1971. And everybody's running to Wikipedia right now to see, to see if I'm right. And by 1974, they were all changed. It was gone out of circulation. But because that yellow and black yield sign was in our consciousness, we have no way to update our brain. We don't drive by a red and white yield sign and our brain goes, oh, something different. I need to update my thinking. And they still produce it on billboards, T-shirts, book covers. Even my son at two years old saw it on Sesame Street being danced around and sung by the snowman on Frozen. Okay, so it's everywhere. So the thing is, is that the problem that I had, and I didn't, I discover, I didn't discover it, but I developed the process to access it in every situation. And so the the thing about it is that we all have these yellow yield signs about what we have to do. It's like that box I was talking about business leaders being in and the mm -hmm. rules that they think they have to follow. And so we have yellow yield signs that take us away from the greatest possibilities we can have. And this system, when it tightens, when you're thinking something and it tightens and it feels like anxiety, stress, worry, fear, and other things, it's telling you that you have a yield sign. And then you, through the guided stuff that I teach and the coaching that I do, I teach you how to find the red and white yield sign for you personalized and you open 
here's the cool thing that I'm finding, the latest research. When you open, you start creating a new neural pathway because that your nervous system's engaged and the old thinking begins to neurally extinct, go extinct. Mm -hmm. So with this system, you are reprogramming your brain as you go throughout your day in action. You're finding a closing, you learn to pivot and find the new opening, and now you're expanding your brain's capacity for creative thinking. That is fascinating. So yeah, how I describe something determines how I feel about it, how I feel about it generates my behavior. I mean, that's yes. a, a pretty simplistic way of you know, looking at how behavior shows up in the world. So, you know, Viktor Frankl talked about, you know, that space between stimulus and response, mm -hmm. stimulus and reaction. And it's in that space that I get to make a different choice. That's what I'm hearing you talking about is, you know, th that noticing of, of the yield sign. You know, what is it telling me to do here? Does it you know, invite me to do something other than close off and constrict? Or does it invite me to look for a different opening? Exactly. And a new thought. And, and so dramatic. And so what I took, I went from high school dropout to about eight years later, I think. Yeah. Ha having my degree in foreign policy with a minor in Mandarin Chinese and starting a tech company, a multi-million dollar tech company. And I use this from opening to opening to opening and discovered how it works. And that's how I got there. And then during the dot-com era, when it was crashing, I went from opening to opening to opening to make the right decisions, things I would have actually never thought of. And I'll give you an example. I was sitting there one day and we, did, we couldn't pay our bills. Everything receded. We were working with Fortune 500 companies. We had solid contracts, office in London, office in San Francisco, and we couldn't pay our bills. <laughs> and we had just been expanding and I had purchased 150 chairs, really nice chairs, right? And I was sitting there in my office one day going, people are calling and I'm telling them I'm working on it. I'll get back to you. I, I made sure I took every call. And finally, I was sitting there, I was like, I've got, I know I have something. And I opened that they want what? And all of a sudden it was chairs. I went and called everybody and I called the secretary, not the bookkeeper. And I said, do you guys need chairs? And they would go, oh my gosh, our chairs are horrible. Yes, we want for like paper printers, right? Local locals, people I couldn't pay. They started picking up these chairs, which I didn't need anyways. And we got rid of so much debt, Blaine. It was, it was ridiculous. My, 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 they were like, how did you even think of it? I opened that I had something they wanted. And that's what started the creative thinking. Instead of beating down but, doors with people who weren't buying anymore. Mm -hmm. Creative thing. What you describe is something that I, uh, Thomas Troward, uh, who's one of my favorite philosophers on the planet, uh, you know, talks about beauty in one of his uh, Edinburgh lectures. And this goes back to the 18, uh, late 1800s. Um, but beauty is the expression of spirit manifesting in physical form. Mm -hmm. And when you think about behavior, when you think about ideation, when you think about ahas, that's, there's a beauty in that. In that. Uh, yeah, there's ch chairs. My God, these chairs are beautiful. They're beautiful because they serve, they light. Yeah, great definition of life for those of you that are listening. Uh, life is function in action and or function being expressed. Life is function being expressed. So a rock has function. Therefore, a rock is alive. Yes. Okay. And yes. truly, it is. There, there's, there's a very interesting, you know, way that we can think about that. But 
this sounds like I'm going down a rabbit hole. I'm actually connecting a couple of dots here. The idea of coming up with, you know, literally the notion of coming up with an idea that you know, chairs are useful, they have utility, they have function. How do I bring life back into my organization as a consequence of finding a way to have that function be expressed yeah. in, a, in, a, you know, in a very useful way? Let's, let's find people who need chairs. Exactly, exactly. Um, so one of the things that I love about what you're saying and that you've said several times is this, this spirit, divine, whatever you want to call it, moving through us. And so in, in the later stages of learning to use your internal guidance system, um, we do a practice called flow. Flow is a very big thing in business right now. But mm -hmm. it, what it is, is literally you, there's, I have a way of silencing your mind and you sit and there's an upwelling of an action to be taken. It could be getting a cup of coffee, answering email, but you can feel it. And that opening goes to the next opening and goes to the next opening. And so you know exactly what to do. And that's where magic and synchronicity start coming into your life because you're guided to the, you end up going downstairs to get coffee and the person behind you ends up being the person who is homeschooling your kids, right? Or whatever it is for you. And you're like, I would never have found this person it's just this synchronistic moment. And that is actually, I believe, the way that we're supposed to be operating. Our minds take us away from that flow with all of its rules and things. But nature is operating into that flow. Whales migrate into it, right? I believe seeds come up out of the ground, birds and how they find food that you can, they can feel where to go next. And in learning this, I think it's the next level of human evolution where we get back in touch with nature and we start doing things that feel into this flow like you're talking about and things begin to write themselves is what I see. They become aligned and perfection begins to happen and you have the power to do that. That's what yeah. I think is beautiful. I love that you bring nature into this. You know, my last TED talk was titled uh, Nature is the Ultimate Business Guru. And if, if we pay attention, and, and one of the, I, I honestly do believe the, you know, the toxicity of business today, and, it, and, and there is rampant toxicity in the way that business is conducted, in large part is because we've gotten away from connection to nature. Yes. And when we get reconnected as leaders, as participants, as consumers to what nature actually teaches us, things start to change. Yeah. yeah they really do. Um, the idea of paying attention to these, you know, I'll just call them urges, um, but you know, noticing, you know, just noticing something is moving. That's something I want to play with here because, yeah, uh, just preamble to the beginning of the uh, the formal uh, podcast here. We, you and I were talking, and uh, you said you have a little process that we can uh, kind of go through here. You read my mind. A, I was just saying, yeah, there we go. showing them what this feels like. It's exactly what I was taught. Just, I was just Good. thinking we're going to take a real quick break here. Uh, and when we come back, we're going to jump right into this process. Okay. Cause I want to have everybody have the experience of what this is like. And I, yeah, folks, if I want you to go to my YouTube channel and pick, uh, pick this episode up because I want you to just see how Zen looks. She is just beaming. <sighs> And, and this is life moving. This is life moving. It truly is. So we're going to take a real quick break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Zen Cryer DeBrook. And uh, we'll see you when we get back from this little commercial break. I want to thank you for listening. Um, I want to also invite you right now to go to BlaineBartlett.com. And on that site, which is my personal website, 
you'll see uh, services up on the top menu. I'd like you to click on Leadership Mastermind. Now, why I want you to do that is we have uh, structured a mastermind program that is very unusual and it is very powerful. And by going onto that site and clicking that link, you'll be taken to a landing page that is an invitation to join this mastermind. It's a 52-week long exploration of what it takes to be a highly effective leader in today's fast-changing environment. You won't regret it. And if you've been liking what you've been listening to on these Soul of Business podcasts, how does one become a leader that can keep connection to the soul of business? That's what we look at. That's what we're about in this mastermind program. So again, go to blainebartlett.com and click on the services link. And there you'll find the link to the Leadership Mastermind program. Look forward to seeing you there. Thanks for listening to this little commercial. And now back to our show. Hello and welcome back. Um, just before the break, Zen had promised to take us through a little exercise here that is a sampling of uh, how you can access this uh, internal guidance system, this IGS. Uh, and I'm fascinated here because uh, I, I, I've got my own experience and I'd like to see just kind of how, how, how this matches. Yeah. Uh, so I'm. Okay, let's do it. Use me as a guinea pig here. Got it. Okay, so oftentimes it can be better if you close your eyes. And for those listening, if you're out like listening in your car or whatever, please do this, come back and do this exercise or do it on your own when you're in a quiet space. Um, feet, go ahead and close your eyes and feel your feet, the bottom of your feet. You'll notice they start getting a little tingly, maybe some energy, some warmth, and then feel the palms of your hands. Now pay attention to both of them as you listen to me. And what you're gonna do is I'm gonna give two statements. Just let them pass through your mind like a cloud does through the sky, focusing on your hands and feet and notice any sensation between your throat and upper solar plex area. So here we go, feet and hands. I do not have an internal guidance system. Notice any sensation. I do not have an internal guidance system. Focus on your hands and feet again. Second statement, I do have an internal guidance system. I do have an internal guidance system. Any sensation difference? Now wiggle your toes, open your eyes. What did you feel? What was the experience with the first statement? For me, uh, when you felt the first statement, I, I actually felt that just paying attention, a constriction. It's kind of like, oh, you know, yep. if there was a sound, it would have been, oh. Yep. Um, with the second one, I, I almost felt like I was stifling a laugh. And did the, did the tension go away? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Instantly absolutely. Right. Yeah. So that first sensation we call closing. I just had to name it something. It's not negative. It's just a pattern interrupt where you notice what you're feeling in the body, the closing. That means what you're thinking is not true or not going to happen. And everybody says, how do you know that? Well, I've taught 40,000 people and 4,000 master students. And it is the it is the statement that is has come out to be true all the time, every time consistently. It's not true or it's not going to happen. The second is an opening. And that's what we call it when there's a release. And what that means is that that is something that's going to happen or something better. That's a truer statement. 
Now I say truer because this is really about alignment and your mind is, has got all this programming that happened between the ages of zero and seven. That is, that becomes a filter on how you process all information, right? And so like, I am a distrustful person. I was raised by my family to be distrustful. Well, not trusting often gives me that tight sensation, which means my, I do, I can trust this person. And the, but my programming says the world isn't safe, don't trust. So mm-hmm. I stopped missing opportunities because of a false belief that people can't be trusted. That's one, I mean, it's huge, big deal as far as opportunity goes, right? And so all throughout your day, you get this expansion and contraction happening. And what I found was it was very hard because of us believing the yellow yield sign as it exists, right? And whatever it is you're thinking about, our constructed box, that I had to break it down to anytime you feel fear, anxiety, overwhelm, impatience, frustration, irritation, uh, procrastination, guilt, doubt, those those sensations are actually always closing, Blaine. So mm-hmm. when you're in that, that is a, what we have people do is we do a pattern interrupt. And this is, a, this is what I want your listeners to do now that they have this tool. When you feel any of those things I just listed, stop in the moment. You don't have to feel your hands and feet or do anything. You just think, I am closed. That does a pattern interrupt instantly in the programming and then say these exact words that means what i'm thinking is not true or not going to happen and you will go from a tight space to a slight opening that is an opening that because it's a more true thought than what you were just thinking now most people don't know what they were just thinking because they all of a sudden they'll feel a closing could be yep. you know they're in, ruminating on a tax payment or you know looking at somebody that's not working and they're thinking about somebody's not working in their organization or they're worried about their kids and missing time with them get feeling guilty right and you stop and this starts connecting the brain to your internal guidance system so that they can work together and begin using your body to reprogram the neural pathways into new programming that's better for you and works more successfully. So that's the first step. And then there's a ton of other practices that I give and do and others. I've got 13 programs in Smart Soul Academy that people have access to as a member. And I use these with my executive clients. I work with big level tech and, and financial institutions. Uh, executives. So, well, let's. Yeah, you mentioned uh, Smart Soul Academy. This is. Uh, I, I want to give you ample opportunity here to uh, actually present what this is about because, folks, um, th- this is cutting edge. It's, uh, and I say cutting edge not in the sense that it's brand new. It's cutting edge in terms of its efficacy. It's easy to implement. It's easy to access, and it's powerfully effective. So Zen, I'm going to give the floor to you here. You know, yeah. what are the Smart Soul Academy? How can people find out about it? What is the structure? What you know, that that's you know, all of those sorts of questions here. So um, I have 15 programs inside of Smart Soul Academy. You go to smartsoulacademy.com and you click on Academy, and it'll take you right to the enrollment page. It's $47 a month for all access to everything, and we've got stuff from emotions work like a woman is about how to balance your work life as a woman we've got relationship courses i've got addiction courses the addiction reframe where you use your igs to move through some of the compulsions that people have and so forth and for 97 dollars a month you get access to group coaching with me there's seven calls a month and we record them and they're archived at the 47 dollars membership rate they get you get the archive calls so if you don't need coaching because you're self-motivated and you do this stuff all the practices are less than 15 minutes and you get a couple a week. 
So you do it, do it for a couple of days and then you get the next level and you just keep going through these practices. So I call it the Miyagi approach. Do you remember the Karate Kid? <laughs> wax on, wax, wax off, on, exactly. Wax off. So I found that the best way is to is to get somebody doing something and don't involve their their mind. Have the mind go through a series of ahas as it, as they're doing it, and then they become a master of that practice instantly because the mind didn't get in the way. Then they come and I tell them how what it is and how it was supposed to be, and they go, "That's what I got out of it." And then we give them the next practice, and we just keep doing that over and over again until this becomes embodied and very quickly you start living from this flow, this place, and you're, you're able to make decisions. That space that you talked about, mm-hmm. right? Is it, you start having more of that and the tools with which to, to shift in that space before you go into action. And that's what this is about. And then I also work with business leaders privately. I do work with executives and business leaders, and you can contact me through the site if that's something you're interested in. Great. Well, speaking of that, uh, just, if people wanted to reach out to you directly, would they go through uh, the, Soul, uh, the Soul Academy? Yes, there's a button on there called Ask Zen. It goes directly to my uh, virtual assistant and she sends, she directs everything throughout the company as to where things go. Um, because emails change and this podcast is gonna be around for hopefully 200 years. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't wanna give out a direct uh, email address. Oh, just that, that, that absolutely works. And so folks, we've been listening to Zen Cryer to Brooke. I want you to take advantage of this. Uh, these resources are, they're, they're timeless, number one, but they're effective. And that's more important. They're effective. In their timelessness, they're effective. You can use them anytime, anywhere, with any situation, any circumstance. And the idea here, and this is, again, I'm going to put words in your mouth, but they're my words here. Uh, if I can move through life with equanimity, yeah, just, yeah, t- by definition, I'm going to be absolutely moving myself towards being in the moment from moment to moment to moment. That's the uh, equanimity, you know, the, this, I mean, I love your name. I mean, there's not an accident here. It's a Zen approach to living life. And not only is it a Zen approach attributed to Zen to Brooke, it's a Zen approach to life, period. So, I want you to take advantage of this. And uh, Zen, I can't thank you enough for being my guest. This this has been a fascinating conversation. I just wish we had more time. Me too. I adore you. Thank you for having me. It's been so great to see your face. It's been a while since we've gotten to get together in person, you know, and um, I'm just so grateful to be be here. Thank you. (laughs) Same here. So it's wonderful to have you here. (laughs) Okay. Folks, you've been listening to The Soul of Business with Blaine Bartlett. Go to my website, blainebartlett.com. You'll find uh, all kinds of stuff there that you can, uh, you know, kind of nose around in and see what fits. Uh, I'm not going to point you in any particular direction, but uh, there's a lot of stuff there. Uh, The idea here is to find yourself ways of being a center of distribution, not a center of accumulation. Until next time, have a great day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.